There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello. Listening to BFN. This is a podcast about IVF, infertility, and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby. And we're both card carrying members of the Infertility Club. Oh my god, you guys. Hi. Hi. Oh my god. As well. So unpracticed. I know we haven't been like doing our morning exercises before <laughs> coming to do the recording. <laughs> uh, how are you? Oh my god, I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. Oh good, good. Um, yeah, we're back for a bonus episode. Yeah, a little bonus episode. It's going to be, I would say, laced with triggers. Yeah. Um, if you haven't already seen from our signposting, yeah, it's a bonus episode because we're very much talking about Emma's birth or My birth story or your birth story not your actual birth and <laughs> not the birth of me. not the birth of you no. um and on, I'll I'll give you a little update about where I'm yeah. at as well so yeah it's not infertility and IVF related no. per se it's framed so. in infertility and IVF well, of course because that's our story because that's our lives but if you don't want to hear about pregnancy and birth turn back now yeah turn it off Go. Put something else and on. And also, it is not a marker of strength that you listen to this. No. It doesn't make you a better person. If you need to protect your heart, protect your heart. And if you just want to know how we are, we're both really well. <laughs> we're great. And you, if you don't want to listen any further, that's you now yeah. you know that we're well. Yeah, ballpark. And um, you don't have to <laughs> go <fun>. any further. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, but anybody who stays on, so happy about that. Yeah, and it's, it's and nice it's, to be back talking to you guys again. It's so nice. I've missed all of you, and I've missed your face, Gabs. Oh, I've missed your face too. Because we haven't seen that much of each other. We've no. seen a bit of each other. We've seen a bit, yeah. I mean, yeah. On average, once every two weeks. But that's just not the same. <laughs> and our communications on WhatsApp have diminished. I know. Like, I only WhatsApp you what, once or twice a day. I know. Mental. That's all. <laughs> I have had lots of time to do other things, though. Um... um yeah, no, it's good to be back. And, it's great. Um, yeah, we've got uh, some important announcements at the top of the show. Ah, uh, do you want to fire off the first one? So we are joining forces with Kat and Alice but... to present the 
Cat and Alice BFN Christmas knees up. Cat and Alice X BFN. Oh, sorry. You're do you not- want to... Do you want to do it better than me? No, I don't want to do it better than you, but I do want to mention the X because if you're like, you know how when we were kids and you'd listen to like um, a song and it'd be something feet someone else. Yeah. But now that now it's all about the X. Okay. Right. So we need to be with the times. Yeah. Get with the the times, Gabs. Yeah. So if you are searching for it, it is Cat and Alice. X. BFN. (laughs) Xmas knees up. Is it times BFN? I don't know. Uh, squared times yeah times because i guess you know the multiplier effect is just even more fun (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so that is taking place on the 23rd of november it's a saturday y'all it is taking place in london i'm afraid i'm sorry we are london centric Mm, uh, media liberal elite wankers yeah um it will take place at the fable which is in hoban yes it is it's a really nice venue, and um, and anyone that came to our Christmas party last year will remember that we spent a lot of time trying to defend our space, yeah, because it was very poorly um, booked on my behalf. And this time, it's beautifully booked. There'll be no space defending. There's a lot of space, and it's all ours. Our space, yeah. Um, there is this year. There is a charge for the tickets, twenty five quid. Yep. But you get hence the space, hence the space. But you get canapes and you get a drink. And there's going to be a DJ. Yeah. And it's going to be like... Yeah. It's a lot more curated than ours. Profesh. Ours was just a bit more like, come and drink with us. Yeah. And this is professional. Yes. So, so yeah, you can get tickets. Um, there is an Eventbrite page, which we have a link to on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's at Big Fat Negative Instagram. Um, you could also visit the Cat and Alice website, which I believe is... Catanalice.com. Yep, catnalice.com. Awesome. Go there and um, yeah, get, grab your tickets. Uh, we're doing it. It is obviously it's in the end of November. Yeah. Um, so it's just a way to kick off the season. It is. Um, just a note for those of you who are a bit worried about going alone. Loads of people are going by themselves. I've had loads of messages from people going by themselves. Yeah. Being like, I'm nervous about going by myself. And I'm like, loads of people going by themselves. Don't be. Don't be. And basically, when you walk through the door, just come find us. And we'll be like, hey. Yeah, exactly. And introduce you to whoever we're talking to. And last year, everyone got really drunk and made best friends with everyone else. Yeah, it was great. Except for me, because I was pregnant. This year, you're pregnant. Mm, that's I'll be another drunk, thing. Though. That's another. If you, if you think that would be too difficult to see, yeah, the optics of of both me and Alice being yeah. pregnant, then again, we won't be we won't be um, upset if you don't come. No, yeah, if you can't, like, because that's hard. Because defend your heart. Exactly. Yeah. But there will be lots of other TTC IVF warriors there. Yeah, there will. And yeah, we'd love to see you if if it's if that's okay. Uh-huh. And then another little Christmassy thing we got Guanin. Oh yeah. Oh my god. We are gonna run the BFN Secret Santa. Hey. Yay. Woo. Oh my god. We just thought it'd be really nice if we got everyone together who wanted to be involved and just shared a bit of love this Christmas. Yeah. Basically this community is amazing at sending each other presents. Yeah. Like amazing. Yeah. So let's just send each other presents. Exactly. So all you need to do is email us and um, let us know that you want to be involved. Yeah. Give us your address. Yeah. Little side note, if you're not comfortable with your address being shared with another member of the community, this probably isn't for you. Yeah. 
So make sure, have a think about that and make sure you're comfortable with it. Yeah. But then, yeah, if you send us to let us know you're interested and we'll add you and then we'll do a big mashup and we'll send all of the details out and it'll be, it'll well, be lovely. It'll be great. Um, and also your address won't be shared with anyone else. No, it'll just be shared with the person who is buying you a gift Yeah. and with our spreadsheet. Yeah, our <laughs> lovely spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely do that because that's going to be really fun. We're going to be part of it. Yeah, And of there's course. a rumour that Mr Gabby might get involved. Yeah, I think he might. Mm. Well, Do you want a gift from Mr Gabby? <laughs> you might even find out his name. God, oh no, my God. surely not. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, was, I think we should probably, if you send us the details by by the beginning of December, maybe the yeah. first week of December. First week of December and then and everybody then we'll... can send it out for Crimbo. Exactly. Get it in that last post. Exactly. Yeah. A lovely little gift in the post. Uh-huh. Um, and then other than that, as always... You... <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten what we do here. You can follow us on Instagram at Big Fat Negative. On Facebook. Big Fat Negative. On Twitter. At Big Fat Negative. Or you can email us. Big Fat Negative Podcast at gmail.com. And you can rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Yes, you can. And that would be cool. Yeah. Especially on Apple Podcasts. Absolutely. So please enjoy our show. Yep. Um, we'll be back at some point in the not too distant future. We will. We've got we a couple will. more specials up our sleeves. Yes, we do. Before we come back properly in kind of um, 2020. 2020. <laughs> um, yeah, do you do realise like a decade will be over? So, wow. It's big. It's big. Anyway, um, yeah, laters. Speak to you soon, guys. Gabs! You alright? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. You're a big girl now. I am a big girl. <laughs> I'm a big girl with a thirty-week uh, bump. That is. And I'm fucking loving it. You? Yeah. Yeah. I love having a bump. I was because the beginning of the pregnancy, I was just always like, mm, I don't look pregnant. Ooh, yeah. Everyone looks more pregnant than me. Oh god, yoga class is so hard because everyone's more pregnant than me. Yeah. But now I feel like I'm I'm one of the the, the people that look pregnant. The basically. pregnantest girl in the village. Yeah, no, not quite. Mm. I did. Um, I went to the midwife last week, and she decided that I was measuring small. Oh right. So I'm definitely not the most pregnant girl in the village. Um, I had to go and have an extra growth scan. Yeah. To uh, make sure that the baby wasn't small. And so you got to say hey. I got to say hey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he wasn't small. He wasn't small. He's not small. He's actually slightly large. <laughs> um, it's just uh... me. Apparently, I think it's my height. I'm very tall. You are very tall. I was carrying quite small. We're both yeah. the same height, aren't we? I think it's fine. But I just, so for those of you, like, this really surprised me when I was pregnant. The way they measure you is they get a tape measure and measure your bump. Yeah. Which is fine. It's one way of measuring you. But if you speak to anybody who is a doctor, for example, they will laugh. Yeah. They will laugh loudly. It seems incredibly imprecise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, it was all well. It, it was a different midwife as well. So maybe she measures differently to my other midwife or whatever. Anyway, it was like alarm bells went off, and I was like, "I'm small, oh god!" But then it was yeah. it was fine, obviously. But what I mean, if you're if you're measuring small, what does that mean? It like, means it's not growing fast enough, or well, potentially, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. the growth hasn't kept up with the time. Okay, um, which is obviously worrying. Yeah, but in fact, it just turns out that my my bump growth has not kept up with time. Whatever. But baby has. Um, anyway, I thought um, one thing I would mention 
is um, something that happened way back in August and it happened and I was like, oh my God, I don't have the podcast to tell this story on. <laughs> what the fuck? So um, you've had to file it away. I've had to file it away for now. <laughs> and I'm going to bring it out. Please. Um, so yeah, this is way back at my um, my 20 week scan. It was 10 and weeks ago. It was fucking ages ago. Um, and if I don't know if anyone remembers, but the last episode that we put out, I was pondering whether or not I would get a internal cervical exam yeah. to see whether I was um, at risk of preterm labour. Incompetent cervix. Incompetent like cervix, exactly. It. It's not a great term. It's not nice. No, no one likes to be incompetent. No. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'd really like to have that done. I've obviously missed dildo cam loads. So it'd be great if I could catch up with that. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so yeah, it's, so I went along and it was part of the scan It was, or it was offered as part of it to me. Okay. And of course, and the woman was like, I mean, it's, it is, it can be quite uncomfortable. And I was like, mate. You were like, mate, show it up there. I'm a pro. <laughs> this is not a problem. Um, but yeah, so I, on my notes, I'm down as being allergic to latex. Not because I think I'm like super allergic to latex. It's not going to kill me. But um, I used to get thrush from condoms quite a lot. Which, as you all know, is lots of fun. Thank you for sharing that with the community. You are welcome. Mm -hmm. So when obviously going through the IVF process, I was like, well, fuck having thrush all the time if I'm going to get dildo cam condom-itis. So I said I was allergic to latex. And the woman in who was doing my um, my examination was like, "Oh, you're not you're not allergic to latex, are you?" They all assume you're not. And I was like, "No, I am actually." And she was like, "Oh my god!" And then she she went rifling around looking for a non latex condom, obviously, and could not find one. Uh. And she was really panicking. And at this point, I was like, "Look, it's fine. Like, just use a normal condom. It's it'll be okay. It's not even that big a deal." Yeah. Let's just go for it. Uh-huh. But she was really taking it very seriously. They do do they do do that. Yeah. Mm. Well, I guess it's I'm, I'm allergic, but like, you know, the worst thing that anyway. Yeah. Fine. So off she went to find someone to help. Okay. And emerged back into the room with a doctor. And they said, so we've got a slightly unusual response to this and it's absolutely fine. We've done it a number of times before. We're just going to use a, cervi- a surgical glove <laughs> as a condom. <laughs> oh my God. Grabbed a fucking blue surgical glove and stuck the dildo in one of the fingers. <laughs> so the rest of the fingers just looked like, you know, like the top of a chicken's head. And then they were like, oh, honestly, it'll be fine. It's totally normal. I was like, fucking hell, this is so weird. I can't believe this is happening to me. And yeah, on they went oh with the uh, the surgical glove condom. Say what you like about NHS underfunding. Yeah. It does make people creative. I know, right? They've obviously come up with this before. <laughs> and it's fine. Yeah, stick the glove up, I guess. Bit uncomfortable? It was a bit uncomfortable, mm. actually. It wasn't as comfortable as the people that clearly do it all the time yeah. in the IVF clinic yeah the IVF folk have, they, they're good with wonder yeah. yeah and the seats are much better in the IVF clinic mm. like they're more like you kind of have your little stirrups and whereas this was just me lying on my back legs in the frog position in the frog position yeah with a with a paper towel over my lady bits okay um so it wasn't as much fun but anyway I just thought it was the most ridiculous thing that had ever happened so I just wanted to share that 
Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, other than that, I don't really know what to say. Like, I, have, I haven't had any problems. Have you um, started talking about things like birth plans and packing bags? You, and... Not really. We've okay. bought some stuff. Like, we've done quite well on that front. We've been. We've got a pram. We've got, like, a Moses basket. Cool. Some clothes. I've been really enjoying buying clothes. Um, and, yeah, so things are trucking along. But, like, we don't have a nursery set up or anything yet. And... I mean, my nursery still isn't set up and I've got a seven-week-old baby. Yeah, so. I might be a bit ahead of you in that sense, <laughs> I think. Um, and, uh, yeah, thinking about, a little bit about birth. And by thinking about birth, what I mean is I've watched a couple of episodes of One Born Every Minute. Great. Which I wouldn't recommend. Uh, I still haven't watched that. Oh, no, I don't do it. No? No. Okay. I've, I've been listening to another podcast called Birth Stories um, by Clemmie Hooper. Oh, yeah. Which is much more palatable it turns out, listening to stories of birth as opposed to watching them actually happen. <laughs> yeah, so so that's been quite good cool. and informative. Okay. Yeah, great. So that, I mean, that's it really. So you're just, you're gearing up. I'm gearing up, yeah. I'm finishing work in five weeks. Mate, that's so exciting. That is wait. so exciting. When I say finishing work, I'm finishing at the agency that I kind of go into on a regular basis I probably still do a little bit of work but yeah but still finishing that you're finishing commuting which is the important thing totally I can't wait so yeah it's been really good I've you know since the 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 bleed since Harry hematoma way back it's been pretty much an uneventful pregnancy good yeah I'm glad you deserve that yeah yeah me too absolutely Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Um, how about you, mate? <laughs> I'm a different person to the last of you last spoke to. Holy shit. I am arranged differently. Oh, dear. Um, we left you 
at what week? I think, was I 37 or 38? Hmm. Quite close. And catch everyone up, you had um, you had decided what you were going to do, hadn't you? Well, I yeah, so I decided that I was going to have an induction because of Notting Hill Carnival. Yeah. But also by the time I got to the point of induction, which is 40 weeks, so I had it on my due date, mm. I was... And I, it sounds dreadful to say, but I was tired of being pregnant. Yeah. I was. I, I think I carried very small. I had a very small bump all the way through. And at week about 37, 38, this kid suddenly just got massive and shifted all my insides around. And suddenly I just couldn't sleep anymore. Mm. I couldn't. I had the really chronic acid reflux. So I couldn't yeah. lie down. I just didn't lie down for like four weeks. Oh, God. Like it got... It got bad. And it's you you become very heavy and very slow and mm. tired of just having to heave this massive thing around. And I you know, having gone through infertility, there was a voice in my head being like, well, shut the fuck up and stop whining. Like just shut up and get on with it. There are women who have to work every day and work up right until the birth. Stop whining. <laughs> but I was so tired. Yeah. Um, so by the time we went in for the induction, it felt so weird and surreal. And you didn't get induced because you wanted to go and drink rum at Notting Hill Carnival? No, it's because I live on the route of Notting Hill Carnival and you can't get out of Notting Hill. And it was kind of, it was frighteningly close to my due date, the carnival. So I just didn't want to take the risk that I'd be stuck. And everyone's like, oh, but there's ambulances outside. And I was like, yeah, but they're there to deal with stab victims and drunk people. They're not there to deal with, like, pregnant women. And I don't want to give birth in an ambulance. No. I want to give birth in hospital. That's fair enough. With qualified doctors. So, okay, so talk us through the day. So You wake up on the day of your due date. So, well, so what had happened before was I'd had an examination by a doctor and mm. she'd said it looked likely that I was going to go into labour before the induction and I was happy about that because mm. that meant I get to go in the birth center it's really chilled I could do it in a bath mm-hmm. I could you know like waft aromatherapy around me and meditate and you know all the things that I I do that's my plan yeah as yeah. Well. yeah um but it got closer and closer and closer and I kept thinking I kept having really really strong Braxton Hicks and I kept thinking this is it I'm in labor and then they would stop and I'd be like oh and I just got, like, it was weird because towards the end of it, like, I've talked about how my NCT group were all quite a lot more advanced in their pregnancies than me. Yeah. Like, two months more. That is In a lot a of lot, cases. Yeah. Um, and I got, like, it got, and then I had a really close friend who was very pregnant as well, and she gave birth two weeks before me. In the last two weeks, honestly, it felt exactly like infertility in that everybody else was getting their babies and no matter how much I told myself that I was going to get one too eventually like Mm. the waiting this time is going to be worth it Mm. I couldn't convince myself that that was true and I kind of was beginning to get a bit like depressed about it yeah I remember talking to you at the time and this was definitely the kind of the noise that you were making yeah it felt really weird and it just it just I just reverted back to like horrible infertility days and yeah. everybody else is getting babies and I'm just waiting and, and waiting and waiting. Yeah. And there was just this voice in my head that was like, you're never getting a baby. And I was like, but look at my bump. And the voice was like, nope, it's a trick. Mm. Um, so that was weird. 
Yeah. But we went into the hospital. Do you want, like, are we going to talk about my proper birth story now? Is that well, what we're, what's I happening? think so. Okay. Because I feel like a lot of people's friends don't tell them their birth story. Well, I think we should tell. Okay, we'll tell. Yeah. Um, okay, so I went into the hospital and I was due to go in at 11.30. Oh, I had to ring up that morning. So I rang up and was like, when am I coming in? They were like, 11.30. And I was like, okay. So I went in and they gave me a bed and they like let me choose the bed. And oh, I was like, cool. I'll take the one by the window, please. Of course. Yes. Yeah. What was the view out the window? Um, Holloway Prison. Great. Yes. That's good. Lovely. Very picturesque. Joyous. Joyous, yeah. Um, and so I went and sat in my bed and they came and like examined me and they gave me a bishop score of four. Now your bishop score is how close to being in labour you are. Oh, wow. And anything, I think it's anything. Never heard that before. I know. It's really interesting. Google it. Um, anything below think it's five or six and you're really not very progressed at all i think i was one centimeter dilated at that point which is like nothing and that was just without any induction that was just you walking around yeah just exactly. one centimeter dilated. yeah um so they were like what if you google it they say a bishop score of anything under and I, again i think it's five or six and like um an induction might not work obviously i googled it and was like fuck but the first thing they did was put a pessary in and the pessary stays in for 24 hours and dilates you to the like enough so that they can break your waters or well, that's what happened with me anyway so i was in this like weird um semi ward between it wasn't a labor ward um it was just a kind of like hanging around pre labor ward and um actually one of our listeners was on it as well which was really funny wow hey kim Oh, if hi, you're Kim. Um, and yeah, so they put this pessary in, and one of my NCT crew had had the same thing, but she'd been like two weeks overdue, and she'd gone into labour within six hours of that pessary being put in. Okay. So I was like watching out for all the. You had a lot of high hopes for this pessary. Yeah, I had really high hopes, and they were like, "Look, it's going to bring on. It probably will bring on some contractions, mm-hmm. but they're like not real, so don't worry about it." And I was like, "Yeah, but my friend." And they were like, no, <laughs> don't worry yeah, about but, it. Yeah, 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 but my but, mate, but... but, but. <laughs> um, so they put the pessary in. And you know, like, when you're putting a pessary in, like, for IVF? I know it well. Yeah. It's not like that. Oh. It's like they shove it right up into your cervix. Oh. Because I was like, they were like, we're going to put the pessary in now. And they were making faces at me. And I was like, mate, I know all about pessaries. Don't you worry about Come it, pal. Shove Just shove it up. up there. I'll do it myself if you want. <laughs> Still got um, one of those white stick applicator things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, quite an intense experience. Oh. Yeah. Um, so right up in the cervix, like lodge it in there. And then they were like, you can go home for a bit if you want. So I just went home and then came back like four hours later so they could like measure me and stuff. And they'd actually said I could probably go home altogether. But I was like, I'm more comfortable in hospital, thanks. Okay. In <clears> hindsight, <throat> I would have gone home. because then we spent the night and I was getting increasingly strong contractions um, or what felt like increasingly strong contractions but actually were nothing compared to the real thing Um, and then like I was in a kind of ward with like two other couples and both of them had husbands who snored oh no yeah and um, and the also I didn't realize this but men are basically they're just given nothing during the the birth process so john had to like sleep in this upright chair for three nights in the end oh god it was awful it's just so bad and that's another thing about the birth center is they they've got double beds 
Right. So you can sleep in it. But okay. it was horrible, really horrible. And I was like having contractions, so I was walking up and down the corridor quite mm. a lot. And um, yeah, it was just all like a bit of a... It, it wasn't comfortable. Mm-hmm. But at this point I was like, look... If this is what I have to go through, then fine. Mm. Yeah, you're in the right place. Exactly. It's happening. Yeah. You know. So um, so I'm getting contractions and then I'm walking up and down and walking up and down stairs, they tell you to do. So I did a lot of that. And we were trying to get the baby lower in my pelvis. Mm. Um, and then at 1.30 the next day, they were like, right, we're going to take the pessary out and we're going to take you to the delivery ward and you're going to, um, you know, start labor basically that sounds promising yeah exactly because i was i was a bit like am i in labor now or what am am i like what is this and i'm still not completely clear but it was definitely like pre-labor i don't know like three yeah there's like three stages yeah yeah so i I guess i was in the first stage of labor anyway if anybody can enlighten me on this do give us a shout um so then we yeah we got wheeled down well first of all we got told that they were like oh the the delivery will can take you at, um, or the labour will can take you at one thirty, and then they were like, actually they can't, and I was like, oh, I knew this would happen, and then they were like, they can take you too, actually no they can't, and then they were like, yes they can, and I was like, okay, let's go, so it was all a bit like, Ugh. oh god, yeah, um, so we went down, and having been in this room full of like two other couples, not that we spoke to them at all, but you know, it felt busy, yeah, suddenly we were like put in this room by ourselves. Okay. And I was like, oh, a private room. Ooh. Again with a view of Holloway Prison. And then Fantastic. I was like, yeah, lovely. And then I was like, oh. And it suddenly like felt a bit lonely. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I like went to the loo and was like, oh, it was just a bit lonely in here. Yeah. But um, it was just a bit weird. It was a bit of a like... Did you play music? You couldn't play music. It was the delivery. It was the labour ward. So You're not allowed to play music. Well, it's not that you weren't allowed. It's just that... Just there weren't really the facilities. You'd rather the ambient noise of women screaming. Yeah, you couldn't really hear it. Did you not? Yeah, and considering how much I was mooing by the end, like, um, it's quite surprising. Anyway, um, so then a midwife came in and she was like, "I'm just gonna," she's like, "I'm gonna take the pessary out, and if you're dilated enough by then, um, I'll just break your waters at the same time because there's I just may as well because you're up there." Yeah, exactly. She, it was literally like a while I I'm like up that there efficiency. Situation. Yeah, and I was like, okay. And I was trying to be brave, but then she gets out the thing that they use to break your waters, and I was like, oh, It's like a knitting needle or something, is it? Yeah, and like a lot of people at this stage aren't dilated enough. Mm. But she went up there and she was like, you're two centimetres dilated. And I was Which like... means? Well, I thought the original midwife had said you need to be three centimetres dilated, but she just went in and did it. She just went up, oh, wow. Yeah, and it really felt like I wet myself, like really. Did it hurt? Um, I don't remember it hurting, I just remember it being like insanely uncomfortable. Right. A lot about this was very uncomfortable, yeah. but not painful. Right, okay. And then I probably went through about half an hour of contractions because it just started contractions almost straight away. Right. And um, and she was like, "Here, some gas and air." And I was like, "Oh, gas and air! I've heard so much about this." Mm-hmm. And like, I've never taken, I've never done laughing gas or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I started sucking on the thing every time a contraction came, and I just couldn't time it properly. So that basically, every time a contraction started, I'd suck on it, and then the contraction would end, and then I'd feel really sick and dizzy. Oh. And that's how that rolled. And I was like, gas and air is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, some people really get on with it. Yeah, yeah. But some people, I just I just couldn't get the hang of it, no, basically. Okay, fair enough. Um, you haven't huffed enough balloons in your yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Partying Not days. enough of a party girl. <laughs> um, next time, I'll, I'll practice her. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so I was like, after about half an hour, I was like, I'm going to need a fucking epidural. So was that on your, had that been part of your plan? Or were you I'd, surprised by the fact that you asked for that? I'd always said I might have an epidural. Like, I don't know because I've never given birth before. No, but I'd always secretly thought I was quite badass about pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everybody... I wouldn't need one of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm too hardcore. Yeah, this isn't even really going like, hurt. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I've, I've had it. Like, all kinds of pr- procedures down there. I'll be yeah, fine. Yeah. But um, apparently... People have told me that the pain of an induction is worse than the pain of an ordinary labour. I have heard that too. So, but, so yeah, I was just like, fuck it. So what you're saying is, if I have, if I don't get induced, and I don't have an epidural, I don't win. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you're not hardcore. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> No, it. Uh, you know, obviously each their own. I'm just no, absolutely. I, mean, I I shouldn't say things like that because <laughs> I think anyone that gives birth wins. Yeah, exactly. Um, and getting an epidural is nothing to be ashamed of. Well, I've. I. It was partly because I hadn't had any sleep the night before, and yeah, I just suddenly realised yeah, yeah. that it was likely I was about to have another night of no sleep, and I was tired, man. Yeah, I was tired already. I've heard that that's actually yeah a really good reason to have one because mm. you can just have a little snooze, which I did. Yeah, I got a photo of you having a snooze. Yeah, Your husband swearing. sent me a photo of you before and after the epidural. <laughs> and it was very oh, funny. Babe. <laughs> Cheers, John. Um, <coughs> so um, the epidural was like itself, I just thought it was going to be, I knew it was an injection in the spine, but I thought it was just going to be like, they're coming, yep. stab you in the spine, you're done, that's it, everything's fine. No, this like absolute public school lad rocks up with a like, like a do rag thing, head thing that says Alex on it. Like he's an just just thinks he's an absolute legend. Walks in, everybody scrubs up. So it was quite surgical, which I didn't realise. Like everybody's yeah. got their scrubs on. They've got their like wow. They're like cleaning and like making things very very mm-hmm. um, sanitary and sterile. Which again, I didn't realise. They put a big plastic thing on your back to I don't know yeah. make it sterile. Yeah, I don't know. Um. And then he proceeds to spend what feels like half an hour stabbing around in my spine. And I'm getting like these shooting electric feelings up and down my legs. And is every that, time... Is that really painful or just kind of a weird, again, again feeling? uncomfortable. So they, they give you like a local anaesthetic. Yeah. Oh, okay. But um, I'm getting these shooting feelings up and down my leg. And I'm like, oh, oh, like it's like an electric feeling. And I can hear this like guy who five minutes ago was so full of swagger and such a ledge being like uh can you still feel that can you still feel that and john's meanwhile standing in front of me being like basically going whiter and whiter and whiter and whiter oh god and also they've asked me to bend over a pillow i don't know if you've carried an and i'll give this away now eight pound three baby inside you with a tiny bump so that it's dislodging all your organs it's very hard to bend yeah so i he's like getting frustrated with me because i'm not bending enough i'm getting frustrated with him because he's like potentially paralyzing me or that's what's happening in my head anyway mm-hmm. um and in the end i'm like guys okay fuck this let's not do it like i don't i'm i'm basically frightened john's looking fucking terrified the room is filling with people right um i'm just like no let's not do this and then suddenly this angel walks in in the form of an older very chic looking woman wearing her coat and carrying her handbag and she's like got this super calm voice and she's like hello emma I'm the consultant anaesthetist here. 
let's just try it one more time. And you're like, anything for you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm like, oh, a woman's walked in. Brilliant. Let's do this. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Never send a man to do a woman's job. Um, And she's like, right, instead of like leaning over this pillow. Meanwhile, Alex is going, oh, she's too bony. She's too bony. I'm like, that's what a spine is. Spine's a bony. Bastard. Yeah, anyway. um, She's like, just lie on your side and curl up in a ball. And I'm like, that I can do, pal. Yeah. And she pops it in. And it's done. Oh, wow. And then I have a epidural. And did it? Did you Did you feel like a rush of calm as the drugs entered just, your body? I stopped feeling contractions and okay. that was the beautiful thing. Okay. And for, for a while I just dozed. Okay. And it was really nice. Like for maybe, I don't, like I don't even know how much time passed at that point. Mm-hmm. Like maybe four hours I must have dozed for. Um, I don't know what John did at that point. I don't know what anyone did. Well, at took that photos point. and sent them to me, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was and that was really nice and really peaceful. And like I could see on the monitor when I was having contractions, and I could feel stuff. I could feel pressure. Yeah. But I couldn't feel pain, and that was extraordinary. Well, I should mention at this point also that they had catheterized me. Okay. So I didn't even get up to go to the loo. Didn't I just lay on the wee bed. wee. Did not need a wee wee. That was cool. Do they they have to do that, right? Because you think can't walk. so, yeah. Although some people have mobile mm. um epidurals and I don't know what happens there. Okay, yeah. But anyway, so I'm chilling. I'm like there's a min- nice midwife comes in and then she leaves for her shift and then another nice midwife called Nelly comes in. Oh, great midwife name. She's so great. And then her she's with got a medical student with her who's called Sally and we all talk about infertility and IVF how important it is and I'm trying to get Sally to specialise in it oh wow yeah and we're just having massive chats oh that's really nice lovely now um, at the hospital I was at they can only once your waters are broken they'll only examine you every four hours yeah so when Nellie came in around eight o'clock she examined me and was like um, you're probably about three centimetres dilated and I'm like fuck's sake that's so disappointing so disappointing mm. disheartening yeah. And then around 11 o'clock, I start to feel like a lot of pressure. Okay. And again, like, you can feel, you don't feel pain, but you feel pressure. And I'm starting to feel contractions. Right. In the form of, like, a lot of pressure mm-hmm. in what feels like my cervix, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, guys, I'm feeling, like, loads of pressure. It's really uncomfortable. Can you examine me? And she's like, no, I'm not allowed to. And I'm like... Could but could you? <laughs> could you just, I was like, could you just no one could you just Yeah. Be our little secret. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, after about half an hour of me being like every like few minutes, she just she disappears and then comes back and says, The doctor said I can examine you. And she shoves her hand up there and she's like, You're eight to nine centimetres dilated. And I'm like, Yes. And that's like that's go, right? Well, no, ten centimetres is go. Okay. So she's like, You're not allowed to push yet. I'll next examine you in four hours. And I was like, Four hours? No! <laughs> to go one centimetre? I know. So I'm just like, fuck. And I'm just feeling this intense pressure. And the more it goes on, the more tired I'm getting. Like, uh, I'm getting really tired. Uh, so by about one o'clock, I started hallucinating conversations. Okay, great. So I, like, start replying. There's one thing at one point. I just start talking to Sally about pot plants. I'm like, yeah, because if you put them in the sun, then uh, their leaves get frazzled. A, 
I don't know about pot plants. What are pot Oh, pot plants. As in plants okay. that you have in your house. <laughs> like some kind of hallucinatory millennial weirdo. <laughs> like it's very trendy of you. So weird. <laughs> I don't have plants. I live in a basement. <laughs> I can't have plants. They die. Yeah. But for some reason, I'm thinking about plants. Okay. And so... And Sally just, like, every time I, like, hallucinate one of these conversations, Sally looks, like, vaguely confused and then replies to me. And then, like, ten seconds later, I catch on and I'm like, you didn't ask me about that, did you? And she's like, no. (laughs) That made zero sense to you, didn't it? And John, meanwhile, is being like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, my God, this is so funny. He's being such a hero, but he's also like, what is going on? I love it. Yeah. And then... um, Basically, time goes on. I'm get, these these contractions are getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And again, it's not pain; it's just pressure. But it's not comfortable at all. It's horrible. So I'm starting to like do a lot of swearing and moo like a cow. Okay, and, this is where the mooing comes yeah, in. Yeah, and roar like a lion. Oh. And um, and so Nellie disappears again, and she's like, "Right, I'm going to examine you again." The mooing started. Yeah, exactly. This is around half one, two ish, uh-huh. and um. She examines me and she's like, right, I'm just going to go and get some stuff and in a minute you're going to push. And I'm like, yeah! And I get this like surge of like, yeah. <laughs> this like extreme enthusiasm. I'm like, wow, we're going to meet our baby soon. This is amazing. Yeah. Because like most people that I know have only pushed like four or five times and then the babies come out and it's been amazing. I'm just so fucking excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like until then, like, again, I think it's like infertility really does this to you it's, you're fairly convinced that this isn't you're never going to get a baby like no matter what you're going through no baby's going to happen and yeah. the baby just seems like such a like weird like hypothetical thing mm-hmm. and even then when I'm a neighbour still hypothetical still thing. just something you're going through that yeah. doesn't have a baby at the end of it exactly so they start like again they start scrubbing up they Everything becomes very sterile. They've got they're wearing aprons and all kinds of mm-hmm. scrubs. Are you and what position are you in at this point? I'm still lying down. So you can't do anything else because of the epidural. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that if I'd insisted, they would have let me move. But because I'm catheterized and because you know, the epidural, like they put basically a cable up your back, right? And then I've got drip in as well, so it's difficult to move too mm-hmm. much. It mm-hmm. wasn't I wasn't feeling particularly mobile and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck it. Um, so I just lay there and they, they put my legs up. It's less like in stirrups and more on paddles. Okay. And then they're like, with every contraction that comes, I want you to push, push like you're doing a poo. Yeah. And I promptly stop feeling contractions. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to have to tell me when to push. Cause I completely, I don't know if it's the position of my legs. Uh-huh. I don't know what it was, Yeah. but I just stopped feeling contractions at all. Oh, interesting. It's really weird. But they were happening? Yeah, they were definitely happening because the monitor showed mm. them going up and down. I say to them, you're going to have to tell me when I get a contraction because I can't see the monitor, stupidly. Because the monitor will show you when you've got mm. contractions. It's got like a number that goes up. Um, but I start pushing. And I've got to say, I did not realise that a woman was capable of such violence it is the a human. I don't know why I say woman. Like a human. It is the most violent thing I've ever done. I have never pushed my body that hard. Like, I, I, it's, I can't describe it. It was fucking mental, basically. 
like I felt I mean like babies come into the world in different ways Mm -hmm. doesn't matter how they come into the Mm -hmm. world I just did not realize that my particular shitty body which can't do anything right it can't get pregnant it can't sustain that pregnancy without fucking bleeding everywhere um and as it turns out we can't give birth without a bit of help um push, but doing that pushing was just like like a weird weird experience violent but mental yeah and i felt weirdly privileged to be able to do it mm. um anyway after i pushed like quite a few times maybe for like half an hour to mm-hmm. an hour um the baby's heartbeat was not coming so when you have a contraction baby's heartbeat drops mm-hmm. and it wasn't coming back up properly right. i was so fucking tired i was so t- i'd been pushing and pushing and pushing this fucking baby kept sucking itself back in oh that's the worst john kept looking up there and being like and coming back to the <laughs> <laughs> I was like, John, go and look, it's amazing. Because they were like, we can see that, we can yeah. see the like, top of the head. Oh, wow. It's amazing. And I was like, John, go and look, it's incredible. And he like glanced really quickly and was like, yeah. And uh, then came back. No, no thank you. <laughs> but um, after a while, the room again starts filling with people. Okay. And this woman introduces herself to me. She's like, hello, I'm a doctor. Um, I'm afraid the baby's heartbeat isn't coming back up. We need it out within the next two to three minutes. Whoa. John goes white again. And I'm like, yes, because I'm so fucking tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, get it out. Like, I've been, at this point, I've been swearing a lot. I've been screaming, get this fucking thing out. Like, I just, I was beaten by this point. I was so tired. But also, what John pointed out afterwards that I hadn't noticed was that the doctor turned to the medical student, Sally, and said... Um, how many deliveries have you been present at? And Sally said four. And she said, okay. And John took that to mean this one's going to be a stillbirth. <laughs> that was like his instant really? reaction. So I think he's been a bit affected by oh, infertility as well. That's like, awful for him. Yeah. So he's going whiter and whiter. I'm just like, get a fucking thing out. I don't care. Oh, no. Um, and the two things that I said... I would really, really push not to have. One, a Von Tuse delivery, which is like a funny suction cup. Yeah. Um, two, an episiotomy, which is where they cut you. Yeah. Had both those things. Okay, right. <laughs> and by the time that she said, we're going to use a Von Tuse, I was like, well, do it. You just, you're just yeah. going to do whatever they say, right? Exactly. So, and it turns out that when they're, when they're Von Tusing, Ooh, it's a verb I made up. Good, yeah, I like it. Um, you have to push as well. So I was still pushing. And I could feel this, it was so fucking weird, this like baby coming out and then it was out and they put it on my chest. They held it up and I went, oh, it's a girl. And you you didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. And this little baby who was covered in the grossest crap, like vernix and blood and stuff. And they put her on my chest and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then I was like, shit, I don't know what to do with it. Oh God, (laughs) what now? (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Like that. And I was like... Uh, uh. And John was like, I'm, I'm going to take some photos. And then we were both like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. There's a baby and now we have to take care of it. Oh my gosh. And then it just all hit home. It was mm. mental. And then the doctor spent a good, what felt like half hour, sewing me up. Right. Because there's a lot of layers mm. that they have to sew up. Yeah. Um, And then they 
wheeled me down to well they put me in a wheelchair with catheter and all mm. um and then i was like oh god do i need to feed it <laughs> you keep saying it well at that point it was still an it because yeah. you know in my head like all this time she'd been in it yeah 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 and then so I, I started trying to feed her and was like oh fuck i, I didn't learn about this at all uh-huh. so there's this really nice midwife called jackie who's like um so you just hold your breast like this and i was like oh i don't know what to do and it was just super traumatic and i suddenly realized i probably should have read about breastfeeding mm. but i hadn't, even, I hadn't really thought about breastfeeding i just thought about having a baby i know there's so many things that we i you know you're just so desperate to get to that baby yeah but you get there and you're like oh, i didn't go any further than this yeah we watched one youtube video did you do breastfeeding in NCT? Well, no, we missed that class. Oh. Yeah, because we were on holiday. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Noah. You chose a holiday over your daughter. Yeah, mm. well, so Noah, Sophia, Gabriella. Oh. Um, yeah, arrived about three o'clock in the morning. Love that name. Of course you do. <laughs> um, and And it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing, and it's been amazing since, actually. And, you know, it's not... Everybody's always like, oh, motherhood's so hard. And it, it isn't fucking easy. And it's much... It's Somebody messaged me. I, I did a um, post on Instagram about how it's finding it a bit hard, but I didn't want to yeah. admit to it because, you know, this is the thing that everyone wants, that mm. all of us wanted. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. like, why would you admit to having a tough time when... You wanted this so much. Yeah. And somebody sent me a message and said, actually, maybe for us, for people who've been through this, it's it's actually harder because you find it so much harder to admit that you're not having an easy time. Well, you've got this weird kind of like, you've got the, the feelings of having a tough time mixed with the feelings of guilt for feeling like you're having a tough time. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like this extra kind of battle going on in your brain yeah. that most mothers don't have. And, and it's... You know, it's really intense. Mm-hmm. But I'm seven weeks in. Today, she went down for some naps at officially sanctioned times. <laughs> and I, it's extraordinary. It's just extraordinary. She smiles at me now. Aww. She she still doesn't feed very well. <laughs> She's underweight. But it's just, it's been extraordinary. Yeah. And I feel so lucky. And it's definitely been worth all the shit Mm -hmm. that we had to go through to get here. And that is just the nicest thing. That is nice. It's just, you know... Well, I'm glad. I feel hashtag blessed. Oh, there it is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's it's emotional. It's very emotional. This is the kind of conclusion of your journey, so to speak. Yeah, well... Now we start talking about we've got three more embryos. What do we do oh, with those? Oh, yes. John's like, let's not do it again. But not yet. <laughs> yeah. John's like, I'm not going through that again. Instantly. Really? Yeah. But but instantly I'm like, well, it was amazing. Well, right it is now. It's amazing. It's probably too soon. It probably is too soon, but it's amazing. Mm. And if I can use up those three embryos, I mean, I'm not going to have four kids, but I don't expect all three embryos to work. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's worth every second of the misery, I would say. to hear. Even when you're up at five in the morning. Yeah. Even when you're up at two in the morning. Yeah. Even when you're up at two, three, four and five in the morning. Okay. It's fine. Good. 
yeah that's really good to know sometimes they cry and you cry and everyone cries and then your husband comes in and tells you off for crying (laughs) that happens (laughs) but it's amazing wow yeah lovely me in um 10 weeks 10 weeks yeah shit and then we'll do this recording all over again oh my god yep and it'll be lush (laughs) um but yeah that is that is the story so far well it's a great story yeah and thank you for sharing it with us that's okay gabs yeah that's okay yep um yeah i hope that's you know I hope that's useful for people that did want to listen. Yeah, I think we, you know, as people going through infertility, it's we concentrate so much on pregnancy and so little on birth. Yeah. And then having a baby afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> which is a which is a head fuck. Well we fetishize it, don't we? Like mm. we, you know, we want the bump. We want the bump. Um and then well yeah. you know, we also want the little the little baby. The little baby. But yeah, we don't think about it quite as much. No. So there you go. That's what happens next after you get two pink lines and they, <laughs> then the baby sticks. <laughs> That's it. Wow. Well, we are absolutely delighted. Thanks, mate. And Can I just say thank you to everybody who has sent cards and presents. This kid is so spoiled. Yeah. She is so spoiled. And um, It's ridiculous. Bless. Yeah. It's just, it's nuts how generous everyone in this community is. I just heard he sent messages. I got quite emotional. I bet. Yeah. And just to bring us back to the top again on that generosity, don't forget to enter the Secret Santa. <laughs> don't forget to enter the Secret Santa, guys. And don't forget to buy tickets for the party. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. We'll see you in all likelihood before the end of the year. Yes, we will. We'll be back. Before then, yes. So keep looking out for another episode. In yep. the meantime, follow us on all the socials. News. And um, see you soon. Yeah. All right, guys. Goodbye. Bye. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.